All right. <clears throat> All right. Good morning. Let's get into the news right now. All Talk Radio Live and Forth. Well, 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 ex-CIA analyst confirms U.S. is supplying weapons to both sides of Israel-Hamas war. What a shocker. The United States is funding, arming, and supporting both sides of Israeli-Hamas conflict, according to former CIA analyst Larry Johnson. Hamas is using U.S.-supplied weapons to attack Israel even as Washington steps up military aid to West Jerusalem said Johnson, who added, it's probably 100% sure that the weapons are supplied by the United States. According to Johnson, the only question was whether Palestine militant groups' weapons had come from U.S. supplies diverted from Ukraine, Afghanistan, or Palestinian Authority in the West Bank. Well, there was that issue with the fact that um, the U.S. government was supplying weapons to Ukraine, and all of a sudden, you know, weapons were lost or the fact that Ukrainian military officials um, didn't know how to use the weapons so they just decided to sell them on the black market and there they, you know this is what happens okay let's uh, hear what's going on fair use let's go live now to Larry Johnson a former CIA CEO Berg Associates. Larry, thanks for joining me today. Now, there have been reports of Hamas soldiers using for it US weapons apparently obtained on the Ukrainian black market. How likely is that? Well, let me say this. It's probably 100% sure that the weapons were supplied by the United States. The question is, what's the source? Did it come out of Ukraine? Did it come out of of firearms that were provided to the Palestinian Authority, because I've heard that from a, a friend connected with Israeli uh, sources uh, that thinks that's where they came from, or did it come out of Afghanistan? So the number one supplier of weapons in the world appears to be the United States. But it, it, we'll find out in the coming days, because if, uh, if Hamas starts using anti-tank guided missiles, particularly javelins, then we'll know that came out of Ukraine. Uh, that'll be, you know, a certainty. Yeah, there have been there have long been demands for the U.S. to be more close to, to more closely monitor its weapons supplies to Ukraine, and there was so many U.S. arms left behind in Afghanistan. So you don't know it could be both Afghanistan or Ukraine that was uh, responsible for this. You're saying. Right. My question, sir, yes. is that how would it get from those? I mean, are we, look, are we talking about international brokers here? Yeah, never, never underestimate the power of the black market. The black market is a very... Uh, ...efficient and... Uh, yeah. lucrative enterprise. You know, I've been involved with investigations in Ukraine and in Russia in the past with uh, cigarette smuggling. Liquor smuggling. So, uh, the weapon, you know, Sorry about that. And in Russia in the past, with uh, cigarette smuggling, liquor smuggling, so uh, the weapon, you know, putting weapons of any kind is just, just, it's another commodity. A little more pricey and much more dangerous. So it, there are, there are criminal networks that make money off of this. And 
There are government officials and corporations that also benefit economically many times. All right, so we are having a little bit of difficulty right here. It goes to the heart of the problem in Ukraine. There are no effective controls and have not been. Uh, CBS News reported on that more than a year. year ago and that report was taken down so i think uh this war in the coming days in in the israel and then the gaza strip will tell us just how extensive some of those uh, weapon supplies have been. All right, so I'll just move on with the, uh, the article. All right, nothing there was no, there, no, noting there was no effective controls on the billion dollars in arms and military financing funnel from Ukraine in the last two years, Johnson observed that even weapons supplied by Israel to Ukraine might have made it back to Hamas via the black market, suggesting the war unfolding in the Gaza will tell us how extensive some of those weapons supplies have been. The burgeoning conflict will also force a reevaluation of Washington's blank check to Ukraine. The ex-analyst predicted Congress's going to insist that Israel gets put at the front of the line and that Ukraine's going to go to the black to the back of the line it's also going to embolden and make happen inspections and accounting in order to deliver to allow Ukraine to have more weapons nothing that Ukrainian losing than Ukraine's losing on the ground he predicted this is going to be portrayed in the media in the coming weeks as the fate of Israel if the U.S. fails to supply sufficient weapons and cash to its Middle Eastern ally. Now, there's some people saying that it was an inside job. Let's get into that. Fair use. Second. The Hamas attack on Israel was an inside job by the globalist elite, working in tandem with the Biden regime and the Israeli government as part of the great master plan for World War III, which has been in the works since the State of Israel was created after World War II. According to an insider, the terrorists were funded and armed by the Biden regime in the build-up to the attack, and Israeli defense and intelligence services agreed to stand down and look the other way when the attack was launched. According to the official, the Israeli force flag will light the fuse to ignite a holy war that will spiral out of control and lay the groundwork for the elite to usher in a one-world government and a one-world religion. But there's just one problem for the globalist elite and their plans to enslave the human race. Their plans rely on the people of the world remaining ignorant, and we're not going to let that happen. Israel's newest anti-missile air defense system successfully shot down its first rocket operationally during a barrage from the Gaza Strip targeting Israeli civilian centers on Wednesday. It supplements the missile defense provided by the Iron Dome, Arrow 2, and Arrow 3. The system was developed by Haifa-based Rafael Advanced Defensive Systems and U.S. defense giant Raytheon Technologies. It became operational in April 2017 and can intercept missiles fired by countries such as Iran and Syria, including large-caliber rockets, short-range ballistic missiles, and other developing threats, the Israel Air Force said. Its projectiles, known as stunners, are two-stage missiles that use multiple sensors. They are launched in a near vertical orientation from a stationary location that can defend the entire country. 
No expense was spared installing the latest and greatest military hardware in their skies. And yet we're expected to believe that these high-tech defense systems couldn't protect against motorized paragliders. So that's the thing. You had this type of weaponry and technology and you purposely dropped the ball. You somehow, what's the excuse here? The excuse is the fact that you wanted a land grab. And I've, you know, Netanyahu has been said to be not a, not have a good career record. All right. And I mean to say, when I mean to say that, I said, he's the type to, he would do this. He would do something like this. It's almost like a nine 11. Okay. You sacrifice a couple of people to get what you want. This was it. The land grab. Israel also upgraded and bolstered their border wall with advanced technologies and sensors, calling it the Iron Wall. The Israelis have the most advanced and invasive surveillance system in the world. There are sensors literally everywhere, even deep in the ground so that Palestinians can't build tunnels. The Israelis literally boasted that a cockroach can't get access to the border without the military knowing. We believe that the electronic uh, solution uh, has far more advantages than any physical. Uh, it does detect uh, early, uh, long range. Uh, the information is gathered from multi-sensors. Now we know that despite their denials, Netanyahu and Israel were aware of the attack before it happened. The Times of Israel, Associated Press and Al Jazeera are reporting that Egypt... Who do you, who, how many of you know who this person is? How many of you know the, who this person is? Right here, right here. Let me know in the comments. Warned Israel of a major attack coming from Gaza 10 days before the events last weekend. I don't know if this is gonna stay on this, stay on this platform though, just saying. But Israel officials ignored it. Is this another globalist psyop? According to a former Israeli intelligence agent, the Hamas attack does not make any sense and bears all the hallmarks of a planned operation. A year ago, there was a military operation in Gaza to prepare for such events, and ongoingly there are trainings for these kind of scenarios. This raises serious questions for me anyway about Israeli intelligence. What happened? Two years ago, there, were, um, there was a successful deployment of underground barriers with sensors to alert exactly on these kind of terrorist breaches. Israel has one of the most advanced and high-tech armies. How come there was zero response to the border and fence breaching? I cannot understand that. Personally, I served in the IDF 25 years ago in the intelligence forces. There's no way, in my view, that Israel did not know of what's coming. A cat moving alongside the fence is triggering all forces. So this? What happened to the strongest army in the world? Yeah, kind of makes sense right here. What happened to the strongest army in the world? All right, here's something else. All right, now we're going to be talking about the Biden administration. All right. What Dr. Ramsey Baroud has to say about it. Fair use. A couple of hours ago, I posted a video in which I made the claim that there is absolutely no way in hell that Palestinians were beheading Israeli babies. Everybody was saying it. People were emailing me from all over the world, you baby killers. But where did that source come from? It came from Netanyahu and the Israeli media and the Israeli government. It turned out to be a lie. There was no documented evidence whatsoever to the point that the President of the United States himself, according to the Washington Post and the Daily Beast and now the Times of Israel and pretty much everybody else is saying that I have not seen any such evidence and the claim that he made was coming from Netanyahu and other Israeli officials. So before you buy Israeli lies and propaganda, please just wait. Listen to Palestinian voices and just remember, Israel lies, Netanyahu lies, that's precisely what they do. 
you know well yeah yeah i mean what people don't understand is the israeli government has control of the western media and what you see what they want you to see what goes on in israel they don't let you know that part i'll say it again israeli government has control of the western media and what you see goes on between israel and palestine okay it's what they do and if you dare point that out, uh, they'll try to shame you and say that uh, you're um, you're an you're uh, anti-Semitic. But it is the truth. White House walks back Biden's claim of seeing pictures of children being beheaded by Hamas. The Biden White House has had to walk back Biden's inflammatory claims that he had seen confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. A White House spokesperson was forced to admit that the media, to the media, that the U.S. officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed such reports independently. Yeah. All right. Here's a tweet from Evan Hill. Clarification from the White House regarding Biden's remarks. I've been doing this a long time. Biden said at the White House, I've never really thought that I would see have confirmed the pictures of terrorists beheading children. A White House spokesperson later clarified that the U.S. officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed such reports independently. The president based his comments about the alleged atrocities on the claims from Netanyahu's spokesperson and media reports from Israel, according to the White House, in response to the questions from the Post and Israeli Defense Forces spokesperson declined to comment on the state of victims' bodies. This is embarrassing. minute get it for you real quick I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever, anyway, I, uh, but there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations that are trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway. No apology, nothing. Like, I'm sorry. Woo. Let's keep going. The Washington Post reported the president based his comments about the alleged atrocities on the claims of Netanyahu's spokesman media reports from Israel, according to the White House. The story is being used as an atrocity, atrocity propaganda to justify Israel's indiscriminate bombing of Gaza's young population. Business Insider reported Wednesday that the Israeli defense forces said they won't back up their claim that it Hamas decapitated babies in Israel because it's disrespectful to the dead. Hmm. So basically, they just left Biden out there to dry. Like I said, it's, it's just like uh, Israel says jump. U.S. government says how high. It's true. I've heard, you know. So that's how it is. And the American people are seeing it firsthand. How it's going down. Let's talk about CNN, shall we? There was a saying that was uh, put out there during the uh, Trump era. And it says a, a meme that was saying like uh, <laughs> mother and daughter a mother was telling her child, "If you keep lying, you're gonna end. You're gonna end up uh, 
being like CNN. And here we go. CNN caught staging fake attacks in Israel. CNN has come under fire for fabricating their war reporting of, of Israel and staging a fake attack in order to push the official narrative. One obvious staged clip from the recent CNN on the ground report and in-studio anchor throws to, throws to chief, chief international correspondent Clarissa Ward, who's breathing hard while she pretends to hunker down in a ditch to avoid being hit by a massive barrage of rockets. Clarissa is on the ground right now. Clarissa, tell us what's happening. Stand by. Hi, John. So forgive me, I have a slightly un unelegant position, but we have just had a massive barrage of rockets coming in here, uh, not too far from us. So we have had to take shelter here by the roadside. We're just about five minutes away. Gaza is in that direction. We can hear now a lot of jets uh, in the sky. We could also hear the Iron Dome intercepting uh, a number of those rockets as they were whizzing overhead and making impact in that direction, uh, not too far from here. We came to this location because this was ground zero uh, for this entire operation of carnage. Hamas militants came uh, on a pickup truck. This was the first place where they breached that border wall and they basically drove down this strip just spraying uh, lead wherever they went. We saw, in fact, I was just grabbing it before that happened and we had to hit the deck, but uh, heavy weaponry being used. It's saying we can get up now. Um, where are we moving to? Sorry, just one second. Okay. All right, so now I can show you uh, the scene here. This is where those militants first came opening up fire on all these vehicles. Uh, there's a baby carriage down there turned over on its side. You can see over there, Clayton, if you just show in the distance there, some kind of strikes looks like in Gaza as well. Uh, return fire. Or is that the smoke from the rocket launches? Forgive me. Um, it's a little difficult after being crouched in a ditch. To... Okay. The report, when Ward is finally able to get up, she describes a chaotic scene. She claims unfolded nearby where militants had allegedly shot up vehicles near her and her crew. So now I can show you the scene here. This is where those militants first came opening up fire. All these vehicles, Ward describes adding, there's a baby carriage down there, turned over on its side. Now, my thing is this, right? If there's so much carnage and destruction, you would, you know, see some smoke, some fire, okay? Vehicles shot up, all right? You would see something, something of, of to give evidence of what she's claimed she experienced. Ward proceeds to claim smoke rising in the distance in Gaza is the result of the airstrikes and return fire before asking it's, if it's from the rocket launches herself unsure. Forgive me, it is a little difficult after being crouched in a ditch to know exactly what's been going on. At this point, the jig appears to be up as two plainclothes civilians casually stroll into the, the reporter's frame, showing no concern over any supposed incoming missile strikes. Yeah, I mean, there would be people running, there would be people, you know, screaming, Right. Here it is. CNN dramatizes and starts to show from a ditch due to massive barrage of rockets near the Israeli um, Gaza border. All right, here's another one. It's almost comforting to know that no matter what's happening in the world, you can always expect CNN to bring out the most dramatic fake. <laughs> Let's check this one out. 
Moments ago, CNN's teams on the ground near the Israel-Gaza border. They had to take cover, yeah. jump in a ditch because of what was happening overhead. I'm gonna show you these, these moments. Listen to this. Get down. Get down. Close, 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 close. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're okay. You're all right. You're all right. Okay. That's the iron dome. Okay. That's the iron dome. Yeah. Clarissa is on the ground right now. Clarissa, tell us what's happening. Stand by. Hi, John. So forgive me. I have a slightly elegant position, but we have just had a massive barrage of rockets coming in here. Uh, Don't remember her pulling the stunt where she was in Iraq or Afghanistan. Totally stays consistent with CNN's dramatic reporting we've seen before. Remember, Anderson Cooper standing waist deep in floodwaters. Others also pointed out that CNN had lost credibility as it has a history of staging fake war reporting and other stunts in the past. Okay. We'll see this one right here. CNN caught fake in wartime reporting. It's anything new. Check this one out, fair use. We bring you this special bulletin. CNN's Clarissa Ward is on the ground right now in Gaza, if you can believe that. Clarissa, can you tell us what's going on out there? Forgive me, I have a slightly unelegant position, but we have just had a massive barrage of rockets coming in here, uh, not too far from us. So we have had to take shelter here by the roadside. We're just about five minutes away. Gaza is in that direction we can hear now a lot of jets i'm sorry clarissa can you hold that thought we've got a lot going on over here in the cnn studio as you can imagine but right now we go to charles jaco and carl rochelle who seem to be dealing with some serious conflict of their own charles uh cnn's carl rochelle is, is here with me just came up uh carl i know we can't be very specific given these restrictions but uh, within those parameters what did you see well what i saw i, I didn't see anything hit i looked Almost straight above us, there is a vapor trail coming from my right to my left, and there's a cloud of uh, something. It looks like it might have been an explosion. A cloud, uh, a white say Okay, guys, get that gas mask and that helmet situated. We want you guys to be as safe as possible. Let's turn back to Clarissa over there in Gaza. Clarissa? Uh, in the sky, we could also hear the Iron Dome intercepting uh, a number of those rockets as they were whizzing overhead and making impact in that direction. Oh, so the Iron Dome is working now? Well, it didn't work the other day. Would you guys do get some duct tape and bailing wire, tap it a couple times with a wrench and just kind of kickstart it? Charles, how are you and Carl doing down there with those dangerous Scud missiles? Uh, putting on a gas mask. There hasn't been any gas dropped here that we could tell. Uh, you, probably, you may smell some of the fumes from uh, a, uh, a missile exhaust going off. The missiles use a rocket accordite, some sort of burning. And we just heard a little, little thump just then. But uh, I have to apologize for that. I, I caught a whiff of something you felt momentarily uh, dizzy. You're more experienced <laughs> military experience than I am. But it might have been a little um, gas from the, uh, from the rocket exhaust. There well, apparently wasn't anything. A lot of people have the and uh, again, you uh, you run to get down here. You, uh, in my case, uh, jumped out of bed uh, hearing the air raid warning go on. You run down three flights of stairs to get out of here. It's probably a hundred yards. You hyperventilate a little bit. And sorry, guys, I got to jump back to Clarissa. Now, Clarissa, why are you in that location? We came to this location because this was ground zero uh, for this entire operation of carnage. Hamas militants came. Uh, on a pickup truck. This was the first place where they breached that border wall and they basically drove down this strip just spraying uh, lead. CNN fake news show Anderson Cooper sitting down in low flood waters to deceive the public of reality of his location to look deeper than what it really was.
that time CNN Nancy Grace and Ashley Blanfield got caught having a satellite interview in the same parking lot <laughs> while acting as if they were in different locations. It's a sad man. Hey guys, Dabu Seven. What I have here is some amazing, fair use, amazing proof and evidence right in front of your face of deception by the mainstream media and by CNN especially. You have Nancy Grace and Ashley Banfield acting like they are far away from each other and they are broadcasting to the satellite and it's coming back down. She's having to use her earpiece and all this. Check it out. I want you to pay attention to the red truck and the bus. Red truck, red truck, bus, bus in the background. The same bus is in both back. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I always wanted to, I wanted to try to be a, a news anchor, but then I realized, you know, depending on who you work for, they may get off on just being liars. And you can't, you can't have a, uh, cannot have a conscience if you're doing a new, if you're doing a, that type of work because some news stations they lie the mainstream ones mostly lie that's the thing they've been busted red-handed and they're trying to act like they're talking and they're trying to red-handed and they're trying bus on the left is the same bus on the right Trying to act like they're talking. I mean, it is so funny because they're trying to actually act like they're not sitting 30 feet away from each other. It's ridiculous. But this is the kind of deception that they use because if there wasn't this traffic and anything to prove it, if there was, if there was not those moving vehicles in the background to prove it, you would never know. Leave the CNN to resort to stage theatrics and deception to throw gas on the fire of an already city ready situation. Yeah, a lot of people are just capitalizing on this, man. No heart, no, no thinking about the um, the Palestinian or the Israeli people, no thinking of a solution. You just want to be like vultures, just trying to find a way to capitalize on this situation. Let's find out more about this. Iran helped Hamas plot Israel attack over several weeks, gave green light. Wall Street Journal reports. Readers may recall that we ended our first postmortem to the war between Israel and Hamas by speculation if Iran would be, get dragged in. Finally, there was some speculation that Iran may get dragged into what was rapidly emerging into the worst Middle Eastern crisis in years, with various pro-Israel hawks claiming that the Hamas attack would have only occurred with explicit Iran, Iranian backing. If Israel does not, does indeed attack Iran, as it has hinted it would do for years, maybe maybe may we suggest you fill up the gas tank the speculation as all but validated moments ago when the wall street journal reported that iranian security officials helped plan hamas saturday's att surprise attack on israel and gave the green light for the assault at the at a meeting in beirut last monday officers of iran's islamic revolutionary guard corps have worked with hamas since August to devise the air, land, and sea incursions. The Wall Street Journal reported citing its Hamas and Hezbollah sources. Details of the operation were refined during several meetings in Beirut attended by the IRGC officers and representatives of our Iran-backed militant groups, including Hamas, which holds power in Gaza, and Hezbollah, a Shiite militant group, and political factions in Lebanon, they said. 
At the same time, the officials from the deep state blob who have been desperate to appease both Iran and Venezuela in recent months in hopes of getting sanctions against the Tehran regime lifted so that it can officially supply extra oil to the U.S. ahead of the 2024 elections instead of just unofficially shipping oil to China. With Biden terrified of what gas prices may do to his re-election chances, say they haven't seen evidence of Tehran's involvement. In an interview with CNN that aired Sunday, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said, we have not yet seen evidence that Iran or was directed or was behind this particular attack, but this is certainly a long relationship. This was echoed by U.S. officials of the meetings who said that we don't have any information at this time to corroborate this account. A European official and advisor to the Syrian government, however, both of whom are not bound by price of oil in November of 2024, gave the same account of Iran's involvement in the lead up to the attack as senior Hamas and Hezbollah members. Some of the details from the Wall Street Journal said, a direction, I direct Iranian role would take Tehran's long running conflict with Israel out of the shadows and raising the risk of border conflict in the Middle East. Senior Israeli secretary officials have pledged to strike at Iran's leadership if Tehran is found responsible for killing Israelis. The IRGC's broader plan is to create a multi-front threat that can, that can strangle Israeli from all sides. Hezbollah and the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine in the North and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and Hamas in Gaza and West Bank, according to the senior Hamas and Hezbollah members and Iranian official. Whether or not Iran actually did help Hamas plan and execute the attack and whether Mossad, the world's best intelligence agency, was really completely unaware of what was going on is for the time being irrelevant. What matters is that the native the narrative is now being shaped so that the mainstream media will cast blame on Iran as, alongside Hamas, just as U.S. aircraft carrier arrives in the Gulf to provide support to Israel. The geopolitical implications are staggering, but once again, we repeat our advice from Saturday mornings, fill up your gas tank now. Okay, for the first time since the Yom Kippur War of 1973, the government of Israel has issued a formal and legal declaration of war after Saturday's devastating assault from Islamic militants out of Gaza, which according to the country's health ministry has left over 700 Israelis dead and thousands injured. Strategic Affairs Minister Ron Dermer told CNN in a, in a morning interview, there will probably be more hundreds, several hundreds more. At least 350 have been killed on the Palestinian side. A large scale Israeli bombing campaign over Gaza ensues. Israeli officials are expected to embark on some kind of hostage rescue operation. According to Israeli media, there are foreigners likely including Americans among the kidnapped hostages being held by Hamas Islamic Jihad. The government pet press office, a body that operates under the Israeli prime minister's office said Sunday in a Facebook post that number of hostages in Gaza was over 100. Among the kidnapped were small children, the elderly and four nationals, including 11 Thai working on farms near the border. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said the State Department was attempting to confirm reports that Americans have been killed or kidnapped. This is a non-stop truce movements near the Gaza border. Currently, these reports that Indonesian gunfire has erupted in different parts of Israel and the West Bank overnight. There are also reports of sporadic shelling and exchange of fire in the north between Hezbollah and Israel's military. Will the northern front open up? This would likely put Israel on an even greater state of panic as things spiral. Video of Hezbollah attack on Israel military positions in Sheba Farms. Where did it come from? From the school grounds down there. من عند المدرسة من ضحك طلع على المدرسة في شوية دخنة هونيك هونيك ضرب؟ اه اوف الثاني 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 الثاني
الله اكبر الله اكبر Okay. Below is a brief review of the major events over the last several hours, courtesy of Academy. Earlier this morning, Hamas military launched a missile attack on Israel, firing on Israel, firing thousands of rockets in the coordinated air and a land assault. Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that this country was now at war and has retaliated with massive airstrikes on Hamas targets. Hezbollah, the Lebanese Shiite military militia organization that fought a war with Israel in 2006 said that it was monitoring the situation, but has not pledged its support to join forces with Hamas in this attack on Israel. Uh, advisor to Iranian Supreme Leader Aki Kami said that Iran supported the cross-border operation by Hamas, which is supported, which is surprising and could partially be in response to the ongoing Saudi Arabia-Israel diplomatic talks. Netanyahu has spoken with President Biden, Secretary of Defense Austin said that the Department of Defense will work to ensure that Israel has what it needs to defend itself, protect civilians from indiscriminate violence and terrorism. While it's still early, initial reports are coming in indicating that over 40 Israelis have been killed along hundreds more injured. Okay. All this, you know, help you're giving to israel but what about the american people here we have problems here we have immigration problems we have unemployment problems we have a homeless problem there's a lot going on that uh needs to be accounted for in America, all right? Today, the total death toll has risen to 2,500. Palestinian Health Ministry says that 1,200 people have been killed in Gaza in the Israeli strikes that are on Fair use. going as we speak. Now, Israel endured a massive multi-pronged surprise attack from Hamas on Saturday, triggering another war. Now, 1,300 people have been killed in Israel so far. In the latest coming in, Israeli president spoke on the situation just a while ago. He briefed about those abducted by Hamas, including young children and women, and also about the missing and killed foreign nationals. He said that the fight will be a long one and will be drawn out campaign against. Remember, there's children missing from Ukraine. Now there's children missing uh, are they going to get those kids back? That's what I want to know. Are they going to get those kids back? Is Israelis going to get their kids back? Thomas. One of my own advisors was mobilized to remove bodies. I spoke to him last night. He found a family of five together, hugging each other, shot and burned. Nothing can speak more than anything, this, than this tragedy. I was wondering what they prayed before they were all shot together. Mother, father, children, babies. The injuries that were found on the bodies of the killed, the people, the removing teams, the rescue teams, which I met in the last two days, mostly in Siderot yesterday, found signs of torture on the bodies like anything they've ever seen in their life. And some of them are for decades dealing with pains of war and terror. 
U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has landed in Israel in a show of solidarity with Washington's closest West Asian ally. Blinken has met Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in Tel Aviv to discuss further boosting military support. He will also meet with Palestinian and Jordan leaders in Amman on Friday. Now, Hamas has reportedly fired a barrage of rockets at Tel Aviv in response to Israeli strikes. The group says that strikes are in response to Israeli strikes at refugee camps across Gaza. Germany has extended its military support to Israel. Country's defense minister confirmed that Berlin will allow Israel to use two drones the German Air Force has in use in the country. Now, Rush, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov has called for an immediate end of hostilities. Just like Vladimir Putin, he too blamed United States for its role in the conflict. He said that U.S. has been sabotaging United Nations' decision to create a Palestinian state. Now, earlier, the Russian President Vladimir Putin had said that a Palestinian state is absolutely essential. The Israeli Defense Forces have admitted that there were some unspecified indications, but no major warnings. The night before Hamas launched its massive attack, senior intelligence officers reportedly discussed the signs on Friday night and agreed to continue the conversation in the morning. The Israeli forces were caught off guard with the attack that was launched early on Saturday morning around 6.15 a.m. Now, the admission comes a day after Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected the reports of Egypt warning Israel of a big attack three days in advance. The Israeli Prime Minister vowed to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth shortly after forming an emergency unity government. Addressing the newly formed war cabinet, Benjamin Netanyahu declared, and I'm quoting here, every Hamas member is a dead man. Netanyahu has temporarily settled his political differences with the opposition by including centrist former defense minister Benny Gantz. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that he was warned and he let this happen. People want to don't want to believe it, but it's basically what it was. It's basically what's going down. And mainstream media is not daring to question how could this happen on your watch? And you bragged about your technology of what it could do and what it could, uh, how it could even, you know, spot a cockroach. But you let this system fail you. You had the tools, but you just chose not to use it on purpose. And people died in the process, your own people. what I'm seeing here. And nobody's doing nothing about it. Nobody. And when Israel talks, the Israeli government, every, every Western nation bows. That's what they do. Check this out. War crimes are being condoned by British MPs. Okay. Yov Galland, Israel's defense minister, ordered a complete seize of the Gaza Strip and on Monday in response to Hamas' assault on Israel. There will be no electricity, no food, no fuel. Everything is closed. So this, this is how you handle it. You're going to make men, women, and children, civilians who have nothing to do with the war, nothing to do with Hamas, suffer. We are fighting human, anim we are fighting human animals. We can act, we, and we act accordingly, he said, using genocidal language as he dehumanized the 2.2 million Palestinians, nearly half of which are children who are sitting ducks in the occupied Gaza Strip. In addition of intent to commit war crimes, Gallant stated that Israel is moving to full offense. Gaza will never go back to what it once was, according to the Times of Israel. Essentially, the stage has been set for a large-scale escalation of the violence that has already led to the killing of hundreds of innocent Israelis and Palestinians. UK MPs say they support Israel's right to defend itself, but cannot condemn the war crimes committed against innocent civilians. You can't, wow. All right.
And here's a tweet from Dr. Thomas Bender, MD, MD. If the Israeli government treated the Palestinians like animals, they would provide them with electricity, food, water, and gas. We're setting up a complete siege of Gaza. This is this is what's going on. This is what he's saying. That you hear it from so for yourself. <laughs> What saddens me the most is the corona crime against humanity is that, again, once again, the first and worst victims of basically every inhumane criminal psychopaths were and still are the, <clears throat> the uh, Israelis. In Germany, Turkish immigrants develop unnecessary negative effect. Okay. Israel is in violation of the Geneva Convention and aspects of international humanitarian law, but of course the occupation in its entirely is illegal and in violation of swaths of international law and countless UN resolutions, according to Andrew Feinstein from Double Down News. Human rights lawyers and leaders of the UK opposition Labour Party, Keith Starmer, ignored the fact that during the interview with the LBC's Nick Ferrari on Wednesday, Starmer asked whether a siege was appropriate, cutting off power and cutting off water, Sir Kerr. Stammer replied, I think the Israeli, that Israel does have that right. It is ongoing situation, Stammer responds, and then contradicts himself saying, everything should be done within international law. The former human rights lawyer never elaborated on how collective punishment methods, such as the withdrawal of necessary food and water supplies to a large urban area could be done within international law. Everybody, it's like, every, it, it's like Trump. All right, Trump's in office. Whatever Trump does, good or bad, Trump is good. We're not. We're gonna side with Trump. You can't do that. Biden in office, same thing. Obama in office, same thing. Bush in office, same thing. I'm very clear. Israel must have that. Does have that right to defend herself. Um, and Hamas bears responsibility. A siege is appropriate. Cutting off power, cutting off water. Well, I think that Israel does have that right. It is an ongoing situation. Um, obviously, everything should be done within international law, but I don't want... But international law is against that. What, what, what are you talking about? How much did they pay him? How much did they pay him? Did they threaten him? You can't have a career anymore? I bet you that's what it is to step away from the sort of core principles that Israel has a right to defend herself and Hamas bears responsibility for these terrorist acts. And I would call on all responsible states, particularly Middle East um, responsible states, to call this out for what it is um, and to stand with the world in condemning, utterly condemning, these actions by, by Hamas. I'm very clear. Israel must have that, does have that right to defend herself, um, and Hamas bears responsibility. A siege is appropriate? Cutting off power? Cutting off water? Well, I think that Israel does have that right. It is an ongoing situation. Um, obviously, everything should be done within international law, but I don't want to step away from the sort of core principles that Israel has a right to defend herself and Hamas bears responsibility for these terrorist acts. And I would call on all responsible states, particularly Middle East um, responsible states, to call this out for what it is um, and to stand with the world in condemning, utterly condemning, these actions by Hamas. What about the actions of Israel? That's the thing. What about the actions of Israel? They have you with this left-right paradigm, okay? And you have to choose either Palestine or Israel, all right? If you choose Palestine, yo, you're with Hamas. If you choose Israel, okay, oh, you, you know, you're cruel, all right? You, you don't, you, you want to, you want to be uh, just a, a Zionist. What about the fact that both sides have problems, okay? I'm for the citizens, okay? I'm for the citizens who are suffering, 
and their governments are making them suffer. Their governments poison them with propaganda. Their governments force them to hate each other. And that and the governments are making this spill out in New York. Let's take a look. To be at the heart of a hate crime investigation. Fair use. happening in Israel appears to be at the heart of a hate crime investigation. CBS News Elijah Westbrook live on the scene in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Elijah, what happened? Well, Chris and Mary, for starters, we want to mention that these suspects are still on the run at this hour, and it's unclear just how many people police are looking for. But I can tell you it happened in this general area of 86th Street, just off of 4th Avenue here in Bay Ridge. Now, as you can see here behind me, the scene has since been cleared. So we want to go ahead and show you some video that we were able to gather um, as of just a few hours ago, showing how this investigation played out. Uh, the NYPD is reporting it happened at around 1130 last night. Police say suspects were riding in three cars waving Israeli flags started yelling anti-Palestinian remarks at three men who were just walking down the street here. Uh, we're hearing one of them yelled back at the cars, free Palestine. That's when the three cars pulled over and the group got out and approached the three men. The 18-year-old who was involved in that group there was punched and kicked repeatedly while the other two were harassed, according to authorities. The group we're learning got back into their cars and drove away. Now, the victims are 18, 19, and 21 years old. Uh, the 18-year-old that was attacked refused a medical attention, but police say he is doing okay. Now, we do want to mention that investigators believe the men targeted were of Arab or Palestinian descent. And as of this hour, again, it's unclear just how many suspects were involved in this case here. But all we know at this hour is that three cars uh, had essentially pulled over on the side of the road here and assaulted, ultimately attacking the 18-year-old uh, in this case. So we will be closely following this situation and bring you the very latest throughout the morning. This is what's happening. This is going to turn into gangs and war in New York and many other cities. Hope you like the commentary. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. If you like donating to the Cash App, feel free to donate to the Cash App. Um, I'm on Rumble, Radical Thoughts 791, Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.